what's up Mets fans and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host Greg Cutajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. Today I want to go over some updates with free agents George Springer and Brad Hand and their signings with the Toronto Blue Jays and Washington Nationals as well as some news about the Mets and their connection to free agent pitcher Trevor Bauer. Now, before we begin, I just want to let you all know that I am on Twitter, at PodMets. On this Twitter, I post updates and news about the podcast and love to interact and talk Mets with fans like you. So head on over and be sure to follow, at PodMets on Twitter. So getting started here today, I want to talk about George Springer. So last week, center fielder George Springer signed a six-year, $150 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. So obviously, as I've talked about time and time again, I really wanted the Mets to sign George Springer. I thought that he would be an excellent addition to the lineup as well as really upgrade their defense in the outfield, both by adding a true skilled at the position center fielder to the Mets outfield, as well as shifting Brandon Nimmo to where he really plays well in left field. So I really was in on George Springer, and I even talked about last episode how extensions and the extensions that the Mets need to give out to Lindor, Conforto, Syndergaard, as well as others shouldn't be a major concern when looking at signing George Springer to a deal due to the money that the Mets have. However, I really didn't anticipate Springer going for such a huge deal, and ultimately, I'm pretty happy that the Mets didn't go for such a huge signing and pay George Springer as much money as the Blue Jays did. Springer is 31 years old, so a six-year deal pays him $25 million a year until he's 37, and by that point, and probably a few years before he's 37, he'll probably move to a corner outfield position, which often happens with center fielders as they get older in their career. They move over to positions where they don't have to run or be as quick as they did when they were younger. So according to Mark Feinsand, the Mets did actually offer Springer six years, which, as I just said, is kind of interesting to me. That is a little more surprising, but that might have been what Springer was looking for was a longer deal versus the amount of money he was getting. And then ultimately, clearly the Blue Jays gave him both with a longer deal as well as more money. But maybe that was a factor because, like I said, a 31-year-old and paying him six years is interesting. So it's, it's an interesting point to note that the Mets did offer him six years. But the Mets deal did top out at 120 to $125 million, so they weren't clearly going as high as $150 million on a six-year deal. So again, I really think that the Mets ultimately made the right move by not being too aggressive. I think that they saved, again, more money for Lindor, Conforto, Syndergaard, etc. for extensions. And even though that wasn't, again, like I talked about last episode, a major, major concern, but it definitely does save more money and helps the Mets be able to spread the wealth a little bit more to other players. So while that might not have been the biggest concern, it definitely doesn't hurt to have that extra money that they were going to give to Springer or would have given the Springer if they took the same route that the Blue Jays did. And again, they didn't pay for an older, a 31-year-old free agent who eventually is going to move from the position the Mets need him to play, which is center field, and they won't be paying him a hefty amount of money until he gets older. The Mets have, you know, a history in paying older free agents a lot of money. You see with Cano, the Mets are sort of trapped right now, paying him $24 million a year, and he's 38 years old. The Mets, a few years ago, were dealing with issues with Joanna Cespedes, who obviously was hurt for a while, but then last year they, they did work with his deal, but they still had to pay him a decent amount of money, and he was already older, wasn't playing as well as they had 
he had been when they paid him. So again, as much as this stinks that the Mets weren't able to get a top center fielder, the top center fielder on the market for their team, which would have just been great, I think that they made the right decision just by looking at how long and how big the deal ultimately was. From here, the Mets have reportedly been looking at Jackie Bradley Jr., and while earlier this offseason I wasn't the biggest fan of Bradley Jr., it was due more to comparing him to Springer and the fact that he's really not known. Bradley Jr. isn't really known for his bat, more for his defense, but if the Mets were able to land him and toss him into the center field position, I think the Mets' defense in the outfield looks exceptional with Nimmo, Bradley Jr., and Conforto going from left to right field. And, you know, while Bradley Jr. may not be the best bat in the world, the Mets lineup with Lindor and the other players that the Mets have in their lineup, it's pretty stacked already. So I don't think him being a below average batter would be the worst. And he had a trending up year last year at the plate. So maybe he ends up picking it up and being pretty good at the plate. So I think that the Mets still should be looking to fill and fix the center field gap and hole that they really have in the outfield. And if the Mets go for Jackie Bradley Jr., the second best option and definitely the best defensive option at the center field position on the free agent market, I would be very happy for them to get Jackie Bradley Jr. So moving on to Brad Hand, two days ago, Brad Hand signed a one-year, $10.5 million contract with the Washington Nationals. Now, this was another player that I was really hoping the Mets could sign. And honestly, Hand going to the Nationals, a division rival, hurts a little bit more than losing out on Springer. I think that Hand really would have been a great addition to the pen, both because of his skills as a pitcher and his longevity and success in the league as a relief pitcher would have been a great addition to add into the bullpen, as well as him being a left-handed reliever, which the Mets desperately need. They need a left-handed reliever in their bullpen because right now they don't, they don't have any, so... It would have been huge to have signed Hand, someone who has success and has been great in the league for a long time. So, the Mets ultimately were not able to get a deal done with Hand. He was looking for a closer role, which the Mets weren't able to offer him and the Nationals were. So it doesn't seem like deal size or length was really the main issue, which I think that was the deciding factor with Springer. He was offered the same years, but a lot more money. So obviously he's going to go where more money is. And with Brad Hand, one year, $10.5 million is a very small deal, but the Mets were not going to be able to offer him a closer role, which is what he was reportedly looking for. So from here, the Mets have a few other options they can go for to add to their bullpen, including Justin Wilson, who is already on the Mets, as well as Jake McGee, who are other solid left-handed relief options for the Mets. So Wilson, he has a 3.27 ERA and a 1.279 WHIP over his nine-year career, and in his two seasons with the Mets, he has a 2.91 ERA and a 1.347 WHIP. Jake McGee, on the other hand, he has a 3.59 ERA and a 1.154 WHIP over his 11-year career, and last season he had a great year pitching to a 2.66 ERA with the Dodgers. So Wilson and McGee are clearly two other solid left-hand relief options the Mets could look at on the free agent market. The Mets could also look at Joey Lucchese or Steven Matz as left-handed options to put into the bullpen if they don't decide to go along the free agent route. So it'll be interesting to see where the Mets go. Obviously, it's disappointing that the Mets lost out on Brad Hand on top of George Springer, especially since Hand went to the Nationals, a division rival, but that's the way it goes. And the Mets weren't able to get a deal done, obviously weren't able to offer him the position that he wanted, 
But there are other solid options out there. I do really like Justin Wilson. I've always liked him, and I it, it would be nice to see him back on the Mets. And McGee, he has mid-range stuff over his career, so he could just be another solid option to slot into the bullpen as well if the Mets go free agent-wise. So it'll be interesting to see. Clearly, there are options both on the free agent market with Wilson and McGee as left-handed options or already on the team if Lucchese or Mats lose out on a starting pitching position. So it'll really just be interesting to see how the Mets go and address center field like I was talking about earlier as well as the bullpen. Now, before I get into talking about the Mets and their connection to free agent pitcher Trevor Bauer, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to be right back. All right, so welcome back, and I want to get into the Mets and their connection to free agent pitcher Trevor Bauer. So after George Springer signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, the Mets were reaffiliated in the news and in rumors with Trevor Bauer. Apparently, the Mets and the Los Angeles Angels are considered to be the favorites to sign him, with the Dodgers also checking in on the situation. So that was the original report a few days ago, and today the Mets were actually reported to have offered Bauer a contract. Although there are a lot of conflicting reports about how large the contract actually is. Originally, according to Bob Nightingale, the offer beats Garrett Cole's record of an annual salary of $36 million a year. However, Andy Martino, John Heyman, and Mark Feinstein report that the offer actually is not as large as Garrett Cole's from last year. Nightingale then corrected himself and said that the size of the offer was not as big as Garrett Cole's, so it sounds like it might not be as large as it was originally reported. And finally, Mike Puma reported that this offer that is being bounced around today was actually made weeks ago. So, sounds like this offer was not originally enough when it was offered or still continued used to not be enough to sign Bauer to the team. So from the beginning of this offseason, all the way back in episode one of this podcast, I said that the two main free agents I thought the Mets should go after were Trevor Bauer and George Springer because the Mets had a distinct need with starting pitching as well as center field. Clearly, the Mets have already lost out on George Springer, and also times have changed with the huge Lindor and Carrasco trade the Mets made a few weeks ago. I really didn't think that signing Bauer was still on the table, one, because of a possible extension for Francisco Lindor, and two, because Carrasco now fills out, Carlos Carrasco now fills out the rotation and adds a solid arm into the rotation, so the hole for starting pitching is not as big as it was and really isn't bigger, in my opinion, than the center field hole the Mets have or the bullpen hole that the Mets have with not having a left-handed pitcher there. However, if the Mets do go ahead and sign Bauer, I really hope that it is for the right price. As I've talked about, I really do like Bauer. I think he's got a great energy. I think he's got a really good analytical mind. And I think that, as we saw last year, he has the potential to pitch at a very high level. However, based on his career history and the fact that before last season, he's usually a mid-three to high-three ERA type of guy, which obviously is not terrible, but I don't really think that that warrants a deal that is really up there with Garrett Cole's $36 million per year. Obviously, him winning the Cy Young last year and really just being one of the best pitchers in the game last season really helps him and gives him some leverage and will drive his price up. Although, I just think that if you look at his full career history, $36 million per year is a lot. Honestly, for anyone, that is a lot of money. So I think the Mets just need to be a little cautious when they look at this situation and look at this contract. 
The Mets are also apparently looking to sign him for a shorter-term deal, so again, I really don't think they should overpay for a shorter-term deal. Maybe something along the lines of two years $60 million to four years $120 million, where the AAV is around $30 million. I think that, honestly, would be a pretty good deal. I just think $36 million per year, that is already a huge contract for anyone, and I really just think the Mets have so many other needs, they just need to be wary. And again, I talked about this with Springer last week, that money really isn't the biggest concern the Mets have, but you do have to be smart. Again, I wouldn't be fully opposed to the Mets signing Trevor Bauer, I just think that they do still need to address center field and the bullpen as well. And on top of that, extensions for Lindor, Conforto, Syndergaard, etc. So paying for Bauer with a huge $36 million per year or more deal wouldn't really be helping the team all that much for now or for the future. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bauer. Adding him to the rotation would obviously be huge, and the rotation would be honestly probably one of the best in the league. It would be amazing, at least on paper. Matt's apparently is likely to be traded if this deal does go through, so I think the rotation would then look like DeGrom, Bauer, Carrasco, Stroman, and then Peterson, and then Syndergaard when he comes back, which again would draw up a interesting conversation about what happens with Peterson. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, again, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the Mets signed Trevor Bauer. I've been talking about this for a long time, and I just think, again, the Mets need to be smart about the deal that they hand him. I don't think they should overpay and sign at a huge, monstrous $36 million per year. I think maybe around $30 million on a two- to four-year deal with a shorter deal. That would be a good-looking deal, in my opinion. That would be a good signing. So, I don't know. Again, it'll be interesting to see, and we'll see where the Mets go with this. So let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything that I've said in this episode or anything else about the Mets. I love to talk about the Mets, so tweet me at PodMets on Twitter. So that is going to be it for this episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Like I just said, be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets and follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And as always, let's go Mets.